0: Welcome to this special edition of Media Week's Heavy Hitters, South by Southwest. Brought to you by Rival Media and News Shorts. Hosted by Media Week's Managing Director and Publisher, Trent Thomas. This series tells you everything you need to know about South by Southwest from the industry's
1: foremost experts. Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the year for Heavy Hitters, South by Southwest. Today, we'll be talking to Nick Morgan, the founder and CEO of Voodoo, and Paul Blackburn, the Director of Commercial Data, Video and Product at News Corp Australia. In this week's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to sit down and kind of go through the speaker schedule, the event schedule, the houses, the must-see things, the must-do things, the things that are capturing Nick's and Paul's attention. Let's crack in in our final episode and see what you can't miss. So, I'm here with Nick and Paul. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for having me. Exactly. I'm
0: excited. Cool.
1: Is this your first South by in general or have you guys done Texas before?
0: Um, I haven't had the pleasure of doing Texas. I'm pretty excited about it coming here to Sydney. Both, uh, I think it's great for the city from a tourism perspective mm. and, a, and it's great for the tech industry and other related industries. Um, but, you know, I can't I'll say I wouldn't like to go to the Texas one, but I'm happy to have it in my hometown.
2: Yeah, I haven't been to Texas. I was actually supposed to be there this year, but I um we ended up going to another conference. Um always looked upon them in awe. Um, always see them as kind of, you know, pace, pace setting. I know that uh News Corp likes that term. Um but I only I really do see that. I see it as um, kind of setting the tone and I think we should be utterly privileged um that it's actually here in Australia and in Sydney because it just it just it actually, you know, helps position Australia in our regional capacity as, you know, thought, thought leading in tech and innovation. So, you know, lucky us. You know, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Paul, I know you've done Khan because that's where we met. So it'll be interesting to see your thoughts. Khan and South By, they're both similar but very different at the same time. So one of my favourite thing about Austin is their tagline is Keep Austin Weird. Sort of interesting to see what they mm. come up with in Sydney to make it weird because I wouldn't say it's that weird at all during the regular year, but it'll be interesting to see the vibe in the city. But today we're kind of talking about, you know, what, what the kind of highlights in the conference schedule are to all of us to we'll help people kind of get an idea because I think you guys would know, trying to figure out your shortlist, you end up with a very long <laughs> – list still the stuff on offer for south by is just ginormous so we're kind of talking about some of the key highlights to kind of make things a bit easier for people i think we agreed Mm. i'll kick it off so i'm going to kick mine off with a real classic amy webb when i was in texas this year it was a you try to line up to get into Amy Webb, it was about a line of about 5,000 people for a room that fit a thousand, and it felt like she was like the Rolling Stones of Texas. It was like wow. it actually the, the line went down three levels, it went down a fire escape twice, and then went out onto the ground floor. Um, and then the f- spillover room was full. Uh, it was just cr- it was crazy. The whole the building couldn't actually sustain the amount of people in the room, and her talk was amazing. This is going to be a bit different because what she does at Texas is she drops her tech trends report for the year. She can't do that now because it's been six months since Texas it hasn't been a year. But she's going to be bringing a similar vibe as a keynote speaker, which she hasn't done much actually in Texas. So it should be pretty impressive as she does a deep dive into the emerging tech trends and giving a first glimpse of what's on the tech horizon. So to me, that's kind of my first pick out of the gates.
2: Has she? Re- did she really solidify yeah, her s- place at, through attending and presenting at South by Southwest? Sorry, Paul.
1: No, I think par- partially, yeah, like she's become a big, like it's become a, like a super big thing, her, te- her Tech Trends report, and she's built up a Tech Trends mm-hmm. report by dropping it at Texas. But um, so it's kind of a both. They grew together, both the the Trends Report, Texas, and her. So I think that's, to me, everyone – that's the one I think every single person should try and go to because she's just amazing. But her profile in Australia is quite small compared to how huge it is in the U.S.
0: Yeah. It's good to see that we're getting the caliber caliber of presenter that's at Texas come to Sydney to present. So – Top pick, I, I'll, I'll be watching out for that one too. Yeah,
1: so I think, Paul, what's the first one on your list?
0: Look, in the, in the theme of it very, being very hard to find a, a short list because there is so many good uh, sessions to go to, I think um, the one that's entitled Why Peak Performance is Dead and How to Build a Winning Team for the Long haul it's Ben Crow as a part of that session, and he's a mindset coach and uh he's you know he's worked with people like Ash Barty um and some of the uh, the team um at news corp um in it, it uh, got to attend one of his sessions and they just said he's so impressive and i just like with a world that is speeding up with technology the news cycle speeding up we're collect connected like never before this idea of having to be it peak performance and always on all the time is, is probably a little bit difficult and we're seeing people burn out. So in the spirit of being able to get along to all the sessions, I, I'm really interested in seeing how he gives advice around, you know, building teams that are matched fit for the long haul. Um, and aren't burning out in what is an increasingly fast-paced work environment? Yeah, I yeah, think, he is, I think I'm he's not sure if he'll show us the life balance trick because I'm not sure that there is life balance. But I'll be interested to see if he has <laughs> any tricks to get some of that life.
1: He you saying something, Nick?
0: Yeah, he's like,
2: uh, I was at that that the Australian Open that when Ash Barty won, um, and you know, it uh, was electric, and she's she's. I think she's an incredible role model. Um, she's one of the probably one of the, the most highest performing, uh, well positioned and thoughtful role models we've had in Australian sport in many, many decades. And clearly you can attribute some of her strengths, performance to come from Ben Crow's eye. Just I think, that's, I think that's a cracker, really. Or you've, 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 you've landed on a good one there.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's just, um, you know, you, you need to. He, he really works with um, people like Ash Barty on their resilience, you know, and with technology changing and algorithm changing um, at the flip of a coin, you need to have these resilient teams built um, and you can't be acting at 100% of the time, 100% of the time. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. We're discussing before there's kind of a trend of high performance across some of the offerings. Like my one, not to spoil too much, I've got a high performance topic as well in my top five. So it'll be interesting to see what people, see how many high performers are going to be at South by, um, what they glean from those chats. I think so. We're back. To me now, and I've gone with blowing the whistle on big tech, transparency and accountability in the age of AI. Which to like, which in itself is an interesting topic. But one of the main reasons I picked it was that Francis Hogan, who was most well known for being the Facebook whistleblower um, about a lot of the privacy and data information that has led to a lot of policy change, is on the panel, which I've, I've found to be quite an interesting name and see what she kind of brings to the topic a lot there's a lot of ai panels like you you can't if you binge yourself on ai you're not going to see anything else so i try to look out <laughs> the box off mm-hmm. on what like what topics or what speakers especially the speakers more so than the topic could bring to my experience and so i landed on this one i'm trying to limit my ai selections to a handful i know um there's a there's a few journalism ones I particularly want to go to, but I'm trying. I'm just trying not to binge myself on AI because there's so much more outside the box things you can do. I think this will be one of the more interesting ones.
2: I think that's a segue into your point, isn't it, Paul? Are you willing to speak about the future yeah, of journalism? I,
0: I think it's going to be dominated by those two letters, A and I. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of sessions. Um, so I'm the same as you, Trent, I... I'm trying to not completely geek out on AI, but there's probably two sessions on the AI side that I'm interested in. Um, So, um, uh, exploring the future of tech powered creativity with David Droger. Mm. Um, I was unable to attend his session in CAM, but I read a lot of what he was talking about and how he was genuinely excited around how you could use AI to co pilot and um, their tools using it for tools for human-centered design. I like his take on AI, that it's not fear-mongering and that by mm. embracing some of those uh, the things that it can do, you're going to get even better human-centered creativity. So I'm really interested to see his session because I love his position. And then the other one, because um, it would be remiss of me not to mention it, is the future of journalism and, and publishing and truth in the age of AI. Um, that session uh, will be a cracker. Um, it has our own News Corp CTO, Julian Delaney, on the panel. Um, but I think, um, you know, truth in publishing with a AI um, generating content is a really interesting topic and I, I think there'll be some debate mm. there and I think that'll be a really important session to, to attend.
1: Yeah, that was actually on my top five and then I had to take it out <laughs> when I saw your notes. So I kind of, I agree that, I'm keen to see it. Tegan Jones as well, the journal on that panel. She's one of the leading kind of tech journos in that space. So there's a really, really good panel. And that's why I was kind of like, it's also about the people on the panel, like there's so many sexy names mm. and when you're figuring out where to go, you just have to look at because there'll be some panels at any conference and I'm like, that's a sexy name that I look at the people speaking and I'm like, none of these people are qualified <laughs> to be speaking about this topic.
0: Yeah, the calibre of people that they're bringing is impressive. Um, you know, uh, you look up on the search function on their website and it's the who's who of media plus there's a lot of people coming from overseas, which is really good to see that talent coming down under.
1: Yeah, I think anytime you've got the CTO of the biggest news publisher in the country discussing the future of AI and journalism, it'll be an interesting chat. I think Julian's got a lot to offer on the subject and he's surrounded by a really good panel. So I think that AI one and the one that I mentioned, those are to me the two most interesting ones on the list. But if you like AI, you're not going home disappointed because you've got plenty more options beyond that. Plenty. so, Nick, what do you have? Did any AI make your top five?
2: No, specifically because of that. I'm sick of hearing about it and talking about it, so I can't go and think about going to a festival and I'm doing more AI. Um, no, uh, look, uh, that's a bit in cheek. I actually liked um, Drogo's approach where he's he's saying, you know, hey, this isn't, you know, the end of humanity. Let's just kind of calm down a bit. We can actually use this for creativity and to drive yeah. new outcomes and new accrued. I think I agree. I think... I think um there's a lot of focus on AI, but we're not focusing on maybe carrying it back a bit and just focusing on the tangible positive outcomes that they can use it. So I think that, you know, that I think one uh, for David Drogue would be really interesting. Keeping them honest though, I'd want to see how I'd like to if see if I can uncover how they intend to keep big tech honest from um a data perspective and you know, what's the data going into these large language models? Because I think they present a clear and present danger to a lot of industries in regards to, you know, the the content and their content being proprietary and these large language models just scraping this content and resurfacing it. I think there's gotta be still a level of the level of um clarity around how to manage that, you know. I think there's a lot of businesses globally that are produce really cool content but it's kind of being surfaced in all these different AI being used to generate revenues for others. How are they going to manage that the 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 IP and ensure that the content producers are being paid appropriately for it. You know, I think it's Paul and I have spoken about this. Um, I'd, I'd like to see them kind of cover that off as well. Um, that's my bit on the AI. But my, my, like my list. Um, let's let one of my lists. Um, I want to see like Guy Kawasaki. Um, he is be, he's always been seen as a tech evangelist, mm. and he's always out there. I, I put him on the list because I went to a small luncheon in 2012 where he walked in the room and went around to every single plate in the room, put a card down, his own personal business card with his phone number on it. And he told everybody that it was made by this product called Canva. And you <laughs> should really get on board. That's going to be the next big thing. And when everybody in the room was like, oh yeah, sure. And he said, no, really you can call me. I am I am that committed to this company. So he does have an incredible uh, way of, you know, uh, viewing the world and viewing the future. And I think anytime... Um, and that he's, he's proven it to me, you know, right in front of my face. Anytime he gets up on stage and we have an opportunity to listen to him, I think, just like Amy Webb, I think he's got, he's, and he's, he's always got something to say. And it's always really interesting what he comes, what what he actually, you know, the way he delivers is really fun. So I think, um, I'm really keen to see what he's got to say. Um, and he might, you never know, he might be focusing on the AI side of things. He'll have an interesting point of view of that too, I think.
1: Yeah, I think you're gonna find AI pop up, even if you avoid it, still gonna find its way. Oh, I can't (laughs) avoid it.
2: Can't (laughs) avoid
1: it. I haven't made such an effort to put much of it on my itinerary because I know it's gonna come up indirectly. Mm. Like for sure Amy Webb will talk about it, but I also think you'll be surprised you'll be surprised and her thoughts on it and she'll also talk about how far away it is and how it'll be implemented. Because a year ago in Texas or 18 months ago now, she actually said that the metaverse was a fad and it wasn't going mm. to pan out. She was like the only person at Texas saying that at the time. But we, that was a harsher review of what she would agree with. So but she was um not jumping she doesn't really jump on bandwagons and she has a very pragmatic approach. Yeah, so tech yep. works its way into trends
2: practical so, approach to tech yeah
1: yeah. as so I'll be interesting no, no. just in general where well, you see AI seep into everyone but so that it's unavoidable so you don't need to go out of your way to find it
2: I mean it needs to be like a South by South with AI drinking game <laughs> yeah. every time AI comes up just, uh, people will be falling over
1: uh, they'll be done by 10am <laughs> <laughs> everyone yeah. will be passed out <laughs> the, exactly but um, so, I went with a bandwagon one for my next one, creating the conditions for high performance at the Matilda's. So, the Tilly's obviously been on the big cultural thing this mm. year. And I think this one will probably be a packed room where getting a, a behind the scenes look at the, the culture and the high performance elements of the Tillies. I think especially from Sarah Walsh, um, who played for the Matildas, the 70 caps. Um, so I think looking into what went into their program and like Paul said, those high performance elements are really interesting and it's people seem to be gravitating towards it. So you combine that with the most popular sporting team in the country. It's a uh, thing that they'll make a pretty interesting panel.
0: Yeah, I think there's so many parallels between high-performing sporting teams and the pressure that you are sometimes under in in business. So, yeah, like 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 you're saying, the Ben Crow um, high-performance mindset coach that I picked before, but the Tilly, I mean, didn't they capture Australia's imagination? My daughter... Um, is that got her birthday this week and all she wants is a Tilly's uh, uh, jersey. Yeah, She's never right. been interested in sport until the Matildas came along. She's just gymnastics and, and so forth. And, you know, there's a lot to learn with the uh, grace in which the Matildas held themselves with that newfound fame, how yeah. they dealt with the pressure of a whole nation that got behind them. It must have been pretty full on and uh, it'd be very interesting to see, you know, their experience from the inside.
1: Yeah, I was at the um, Fitzy and Whipper for Nova, their backyard cricket game at Kirribilli House where they had all the celebrities playing, the Prime Minister. And Courtney Vine was there and she almost felt like the biggest star. Uh, everyone was cheering when she came out. So who would have thought of a couple of years ago that in a game with Brett Lee, the Prime Minister, the Premier, Amy Shark, that Courtney Vine would get the best reaction when running out. The
2: best the reaction, game. yeah. Amazing. <laughs>
0: And how good is that for women's sport? You know, like I said, with a a young daughter, um, to see those kind of role models coming out and, you know, them being celebrated, I think it's absolutely fantastic.
1: So what do you have next on your list, Paul?
0: Um, Look, switching tacks, um, you know, quite often when we talk tech in media, We talk about ad tech, therefore we talk about performance outcomes, we talk about bottom of the funnel. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing the session that's called The New Playbook for Building Iconic Brands, mainly because the panel are, you know, right at the top end of their game in terms of marketers. You've got Brent Smart from Telstra, Joe Boundy from Combank, and Zach from Canva. Um, and I'm really interested to hear that how they are approaching brand building in an age where, you know, a lot of people are thinking about that bottom funnel outcome only. Um, so I'm really interested to see um, what they've got to say. Um, you know, at News we've developed a fantastic asset with Intent Connect that allows us to deliver those performance results. But we're finding more and more that's where the full focus of marketers are, and maybe. Um, there's a way to do uh, brand and performance together, and I'm really interested to see what these, you know, absolute talents when it comes to to marketing um, have to say.
1: Mm. No, that's a, that's another good one. I think I think removing yourself one degree from what you do is always really helpful. Like the advice when I went to Texas when we met with the organisers was, don't do what you're an expert in because you're not going to become mm. much more of an expert go to something you have no idea about and like find inspiration and find a different way of thinking. And I think to a degree that's correct. But I think I say like if you can find yourself one or two levels degrees removed from what you do and understanding the broader funnel, of the industry that also is a way to, to glean. But I think when you go to Texas or, or Paul, know when you go to Cannes, you go there thinking, you get it blown away by how much more these people know than a bunch of Australians. But when you look at what we're actually doing, we're on par with any other market in the world with a lot of skills. So it's, if you're going to go to someone. I couldn't agree
0: more, Trent. When we caught up in Cannes, you know, as, as you well know, um, and Nick was there too, um, and uh, it was really inspiring for me to come back to Oz, knowing that you know, little old Australia was innovating. Um, and there's no yeah. better example of that than than Nick from Voodoo, who's on the call with us, um, in the e-commerce area, and and what they're doing uh, with shoppable video and shoppable content, etc. So, you're right, and that's, I guess, why that session for me really stands out because we get to hear from Marketers at the top of their game, um, mm. you know Telstra and Combank, such iconic Australian brands, and Brent and, and Joe are leading them through um, a, a new era of of advertising, of technology, of you know CRMs, of Martech, um, etc. So I'm, I'm really um, interested to hear how how they're doing it, and in Australian context is is really important.
2: I I agree, and I think I'm really just interested Interested to see or hear the contrast between Joe and Zach, two very different businesses uh, with different different backgrounds um, how how are you know the leads at Canva and Combank how are they handling brand and what's the contrast and what's the difference or what are the similarities i I think that's going to be a fascinating conversation um, you know Canva coming from a a tech you know user interface. Background: How do they see brand? What's brand mean to them? Is brand, you know, uh, from the you know deep awareness, or is it more tactile? And it's more, you know, a, and and touching on you know interactivity um, versus what goes on at ComBank. I think it's yeah, I think that's, that's going to be a great conversation.
1: So is it, is it my turn now? Is that where we? I get so caught up in actual points. Yeah. Remember if we're talking about panels or just discussion. Um, so kind Either of yeah, with me, so got W, I got WPP's creative capital index of Rose Hersegg. I've heard Rose speak uh. to and she just kind of always blows me away of how smart she is. And, um, I love a good index. So the creative capital index to me. Um, caught my eye when putting this list together i always recommend to people to sit down and just see how rose thinks because you just see all these like light bulbs just going in real time and connecting all these dots and the amount of data that she consumes and remembers without needing any notes always also blows me away a lot of it's always fun too i remember she taught me that despite all the ads of fast food where you're eating it as a family, I think it was something like 75% of fast food is eaten alone. So I always think of when I see the ads and you're all (laughs) sitting around the KFC table with the family and laughing, and I'm like, according to Rose, more likely this person's sitting in the parking lot having a feed by themselves. but
2: In the car by themselves.
1: They never put that in the ad. So, um, so the way that she thinks the way she presents information is always quite interesting, so yeah, I always think as one for everyone to kind of check out. Rose is a great
0: presenter and she's always got a finger on the pulse of what's coming down the pipeline, what we should be aware of, and again, that Australian context is is fantastic, I think,
1: yeah, so what- what's next in your one paul you you have been running a um,
0: lot <laughs> Um, look, I think last but not least for me is I need a bit of happiness in my life. So there's a session called uh, "Turn On the Happiness Machine," um, and it's focusing around um, you know how um, you know we can develop positive, happy content um, in, in a world where you know social media, in particular, we hear about um, the negative effects on 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 children. How uh, but how how can we focus on the these these platforms to fuel creativity and inspire young kids? And there's a great speaker on that panel, Yusuf Omar from Scene TV, um, who runs an amazing citizen journalism-based business that's creating great, positive, uh, and powerful content to inspire. I think for us at News, we're really interested to see it. it's a different way of storytelling for a new age. News has always been around. You know, positive and powerful content. We're very proud of our advocacy campaigns. We've just done our Bush Summit campaign, which ab- advocates for investment in regional communities, etc. But I think, you know, social media can be so negative at times. It's, it would be nice to turn that on its head. I know that I'm doom scrolling, but I'd love to doom scroll and it not be doom scroll. It be positive scroll. Um, so I'm really interested to see that session. I think that'll be good for everyone to see how. Content for good in, in in social media channels.
1: Yeah, well, I've done a fair bit of writing mm. about like We, um, we Are A and Pinterest, like positive social media platforms and the positivity and profit. So I totally agree with you because something I've like tried to write about. I think things are depressing enough <laughs> <laughs> that we really need to build algorithms uh, that
0: create dooms. Yeah, how how can tech help humanity rather than? Um, you know that you know. I mean, we just talking. when We come back to it. You have to. I said we we said we couldn't avoid those two little letters, but you know the the doom and gloom around AI. But how can we use AI to, you know, create positivity for the future, mm. um, rather than dwell on the the, the negativity? Um, is what I'm I'm really interested in seeing and that session, that's what that's all going to be about.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. Mm-hmm. And that was on my list too, but then you stole it. <laughs> I was to put something else in. All your list again, <laughs> and Nick, what do you've got next?
2: I think the point. Well, it's interesting. So to to Paul's point around the good in humanity, and um, you know something. I think for me, I picked something. Uh, you know, in light of the the voice and the referendum, um, something that kind of really speaks to me was a a session about the indigenous indigenous in, indigenous intelligence for human for humane digital spaces. Um, this is fascinating. Um, I think and again to Paul's point, you know more and more we we're, we're presented with the digital spaces which are negative, whether it's social media, doom scrolling, experiences which are not focused on the human, not human using you know to drove's point, human descended design, more focused on the outcome of the product and um I think it's a, a a really great talk on how to look at how indigenous traditions cultivate a sense of space. And look at those values and how they go about that and then apply that into digital design and digital human centered design and thinking. And I think that's just a fascinating kind of discussion to be able to pull those two subject matters together and to tie it together in, in, in something that's of, for good. Um, I, I really it kind of ties into that happiness one. Yeah. TV. I couldn't
0: agree more, Nick. We, uh, we, we got to go to Uluru recently for a uh, sales conference. And we're lucky enough to see the uh, amazing drone show where they tell um, an Aboriginal story, Dreamtime story using, uh, you know, hundreds of drones and it is just spectacular um, to see those, you know, stories of 60,000 years of history being told with new technologies and and so forth. And I think it's super cool to lean into. Yeah,
2: it is cool. It's really, really cool. And I think that's, I think the, the 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 voice is part of opening up that and opening up, you know, indigenous traditions and things to different spaces. So I think that was really really cool. I think I'm mm-hmm. really interested in seeing and reading more and learning more about that.
1: Yeah, no, that's also one I had my eye on as well. Um, my final one is this featuring Tom Nash, who's talking about designing for all and kind of basically mm-hmm. how designing for people with disabilities can have like larger impacts and benefits for the able-bodied but so I just I've always found Tom Nash so interesting being a keynote speaker a DJ quadruple amputee a creative um, and I when I saw his name on the list I just saw, added him in as one that I wanted to try to make sure I got to because I've haven't gotten the same speaking person before but I've kind of come across from time to time as one of those people that you know not is that you don't always get the chance to kind of go outside your box like this. And this is what I was kind of talking about with sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit. I feel like a good one to finish on where it doesn't have direct application to what I do, but I feel like it'll give me a new new kind of inspirations and thoughts to then stem into what I'm doing in other areas.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the wiring is the the key to that session, right? And everyone needs a bit of, Inspiration at the moment, I think you know, with you know tough times and you know things going on around the world, breaking news at the moment. Like you need that positivity, you need that inspiration from people. Well, I'll give you
2: some inspiration. Is my last one flying cars? <laughs> I want one. <laughs> I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> I want one. I don't want to drive anymore. I want to fly to work. I want a, a vertical takeoff plane. And there's a really cool. Uh, like kind of air speeder is this kind of flying car thing. And I, I just want so, you know, you sometimes you got to, you know, I want all the depth and uh, inspiring. You need sometimes you need to um, look at elsewhere for inspiration, but I, I just think flying cars are cool. I'll have one. Thanks. Uh, I don't not- think it will be far away.
0: I don't think it will be far away at all. It's a pretty good mix, though. We went from, you know, motivation to AI where we had to go to a bit of brand and, uh, you know, some, some culture. And we came back to drones and flying cars. I mean well, there the you go. South what line. could you want from South by Southwest?
1: Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the best way <laughs> to summarize South by a one thirty minute conversation can take you exactly that way. I like the, the flying car thing this is just awesome too. I agree. I mean, that's where the the that's the most fun thing about it is you can just have fun. You get inspired, but you can just have fun as well. And it's uh hopefully has the same relaxed vibe at the same time. It'll be It'll be awesome. I think it's a conversation just made me more excited to go and hearing other people's kind of stuff. Like you guys sold me yeah. <laughs> all of your top five. I think all the
2: the varied topics and the depth of speaker, it will just all add to the a real energy being on the ground in Sydney. Real I, energy.
0: I think with so many sessions, as we've seen with our chat, is we you know, we we barely scratch the surface. What's well, going to be super cool is catching up with everybody after they've attended and and hearing everybody else's experience. So the, the conversation it'll generate post event is going to be super exciting too. Because oh, you didn't you should have seen this session. And oh, okay, that that'll be really cool. What was that session about? You know, and so that the, the conversation it's going to generate post because you just can't get to every session. Will be super fun.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you you summarise that really well you're doing my job for me I should probably just hand over the hosting to Paul that was a great close <laughs> I'm like I can't beat that so I'm just
2: gonna well
1: done Paul Paul I'm just gonna say thank you guys for your time and I'll see you guys at South By
2: pleasure thanks Trent. thanks Trent.
1: thanks
0: guys thanks Nick Thanks for listening to Heavy Hitters' South by Southwest Special. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to hit follow for all future episodes and leaving a review helps others find the podcast. This episode was brought to you by Rival Media and New Shorts.